Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, dear colleagues. Today is the 1st of June, 2023, and it's uh, 7 o'clock p.m. in Vienna at the moment. And I have the big pleasure to introduce uh, Dr. Sonja Duraga to you. Sonja is one of the leading lawyers in Austria when it comes to IP and IT technology. Uh, she has been very active in the domain for many years. She works for uh, one of the leading Austrian law firms in the domain. Uh, this is the website uh, if you want to go deeper into her CV. Uh, we have been working together uh, quite closely for many years. I have the privilege to know her for quite some time now. Uh, and I really like her uh, her style and her her attitude to work and also her her approach to some of the fundamental and uh, and the legally challenging topics of today's world. And the reason why we meet today is that uh, some of my students in the digital law class that I'm teaching at the moment at the University of Vienna asked me, to bring in someone uh, who is doing something useful with her life, not just uh, sitting in the ivory tower uh, and, and thinking about things, but also trying to change things. Um, so someone with a practical perspective on the matters that we are talking about in this class. And I then uh, thought that Sonia would be the perfect candidate and she was the first one I asked and I was lucky uh, that she accepted this invitation. And the topic uh, is obviously quite uh, quite recent and quite important at the moment because uh, as you as you know, we have several um, several birthdays uh, these days to celebrate. One of them is uh, the the fifth birthday of GDPR. GDPR was put, uh, into applicability on the 25th of March uh, 2018. So five years of GDPR, that's one reason uh, why it's important to meet. And the other reason is, is that there's plenty of new, new kids um, uh, around the block here that have their first birthday to celebrate now. Um, uh, just to mention the most recent and most prominent ones, the Digital Services Act and the Digital Markets Act. Uh, which are um, now uh, finally on the plate and are to be debated within their impact. And there are new kids already coming. Uh, probably the most prominent one is uh, the AI Act, which is still under negotiation, but also the Data Act, which is still under negotiation, uh, the European Health Data Space Act, et cetera, et cetera. So there's plenty of new regulatory initiatives coming from Brussels which make it or might make it perhaps uh, useful to have um, a more fundamental uh, debate with someone needing to deal with these issues on a practical daily basis. So th Sonia, thank you so much for being here. Um, did you celebrate five years of GDPR? And if so, what did you do? <laughs> thank you very much, uh, first of all, for, for, for the invitation uh, to, to this format. Um, um, I'm, I'm really happy to share my thoughts with you about uh, uh, GDPR, DSA, DMA, and all that are other acts uh, which have been issued or will be issued in the next uh, um, years. Um, I have to say that I, I, I didn't uh, celebrate uh, the birthday of the GDPR. Um, even if I'm a data protection lawyer who really uh, likes uh, uh, this matter and and I work with uh, data protection questions uh, since about 15, 16, 17 years, so long before the GDPR um, uh, was implemented um, in, in uh, Europe. Um, so under the Data Protection Directive and the DSG uh, 2000. And um, I have to say that I um 
I'm a little bit uh, frustrated about how all the um, questions about data protection have been um, or have were developed uh, over the last uh, years. Um, uh, perhaps um, to give you uh, some insights uh, in the development of data protection questions in companies over the, the last year. Um, my impression is, uh, and, and I, I really have uh, clients uh, dealing with data protection uh, questions uh, every day, um, that the scare uh, mongering about uh, this horrendous fines and, and um, the um, dealing with um, some topics under the GDPR with losing the big side um, of the uh, GDPR questions. Uh, for example, only discussing about uh, the cookies issue um, is um, uh, really frustrating for uh, many companies um, and companies that uh, deal with um, GDPR and, and questions under the um, uh, data uh, uh, protection law in a, in a very extensive way. There are many companies and, and my clients um, who um, take it very seriously um, that they um, deal with um, data um, and they need the personal data for their business operations. Um, and so um, uh, they are careful uh, and, 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 and act in good faith when they um, uh, implement uh, processing activities. And now uh, you have every day um, the situation um, that uh, data subjects, uh, for example, um, uh, send their uh, applications um, uh, about uh, their rights to, to controllers. Um, um, and you have the impression that the sense behind is not um, the enforcing of their rights, but more um, a kind of abuse of law. When you think about um, the letters um, which were sent um, a few months ago by an Austrian lawyer, but 30,000 letters um, to, to operators of website, websites in which he asked uh, for um, uh, damage claims because the websites used Google font. Um, uh, it is really uh, uh, frustrating um, uh, and, and companies feel mocked um, by such um, actions um, that uh, it's possible under the data protection uh, law to, to send out such letters uh, to, to, to claim damages uh, with, um, uh, with the, the uh, request to, to stop using a Google font. Um, it's not a question if Google font is uh, used legally or not. Um, it's more uh, the, the type of, of claiming the rights, which is really um, about uh, what, what makes uh, companies and controllers uh, very frustrated, that it's not important in the public how or what they have reached over the last five years, that they have implemented their Article 30 records, um, that they are trying um, to have a balanced um, and processing of, of data, 
um, towards the economical necessity of using data um, that they um, uh, have uh, um, analyzed Article 5 and Article 6 GDPR um, in detail and, and they have uh, uh, introduced their uh, information obligations under Article 13 and 14 and all that stuff. Um, uh, this is not important in the public. It's only important uh, uh, that you, you, you find um, uh, some, some issues um, uh, which can be uh, widespread in the public. And, and, and this is um, mainly uh, um, uh, uh, Google, uh, the usage of, of Google um, um, tools. Uh, and, and in the last uh, month also, or in particular, the, the uh, transfer of data um, to, to the United States. And, and so um, I, I um i if i could could um make a wish uh, um i would uh, i would wish uh, for my clients and, and and for me to to find um a more um balanced um uh interpretation of the gdpr so that um companies uh, feel um, recognized by doing all that stuff or by, by implementing the GDPR in a very, very um, um, a detailed uh, and harmonized way and, and not um, uh, just talking about um, uh, problems, the problems we have, which are not really um, established at the companies, which are a problem on a, on a, bigger, um, in a bigger perspective. So, uh, for example, when I think about uh, Google or, or Microsoft, uh, the, the cloud computing as cloud computing provider, uh, we have the situation um, that many companies don't have a, a valid alternative. So, uh, from an economical perspective, they are really forced to, to use um, uh, Google tools, otherwise they would no longer be found on, on, on um, the Google uh, search engine or you have um, the problem that we do not have um, cloud computing providers in Europe who have the same um, uh, resources than uh, Microsoft has, for example. So the problem is not made within, or many problems are not made within the companies really try to to um, respect the data of the data subjects they are more made by our um, regulator um, they're more made by the the legislator and 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 um, it, it was not um, or in particular the EU was not able during the last five years um, to enforce the GDPR um, in a in a way that enables um, um, Austrian controllers, uh, small and middle-sized companies um, to, to fully comply with all uh, the GDPR um, uh, requirements. Um, what would um, uh, in particular also uh, um, include that you have an alternative for some processing activities. Yeah, so so in, in short, if I understand that correctly, what you're telling us is that your clients are mainly Austrian or European mid-size companies, and they are some way stuck between US companies providing services without really caring too much about European rules in every detail. 
and a regulator then chasing them, uh, causing all kinds of individual risks because it's not foreseeable that it will be you or your neighbor who will be the target of the next um, uh, action undertaken either by the regulator or by a competitor. Yes. Would that be an appropriate description? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so how are you dealing with this then on, on, in your business? Because mm -hmm. what are you telling your clients then? Is it, mm -hmm. is it, mm -hmm. sorry, I can't help you or is it, yeah. please, <laughs> please, please call the leg your, your member of parliament? Please go to Brussels. What would be, what would, what is, your day -to -day answer? what is your day-to-day -day answer to your clients and what is your, structural your 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 political answer to this issue yeah um uh, perhaps first to, to explain um i've um recognized during the last year that there are two 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 types um of of companies um you have on the one side um the company uh which uh, uh has uh implemented all necessary uh, documentation which is required under the gdpr um uh took it over from uh, uh templates that were published by uh, some associations and and never deal with it again um and and this is uh, the group of companies uh who didn't uh um or who has not tried to implement data protection prior to GDPR. These are the clients who have never thought about GDPR uh, or never thought about data protection law. Mm -hmm. So um, this is also perhaps a group of companies uh, where you can see that the GDPR has really reached something in, in, in Europe because these companies have in the past never thought about um, um, uh, data protection topics. And on the other hand, you have uh, companies which have extensively dealt with uh, data protection uh, uh, issues also um, prior to the GDPR um, under the DSG uh, data protection uh, uh, law, Austrian data protection law. Even if um, the fines uh, were only up to 25,000 euros. And so uh, most of the uh, companies could have paid um, uh, such, such fines um, uh, very easily. And, and, and this was not the problem as such, um, but they have um, respected the rights of the data subjects as um, part of their um, a compliance structure. So um, data protection law were, was for such companies um, as important as, for example, antitrust law. Even if in anti with antitrust law, we always had very high fines and, and uh, it's a completely different situation. Such companies dealt with the data protection issues um, also very um, uh, seriously. And um, I remember now, uh, um, and on a, the, the compliance officer of a, a client, um, a very um, a multinational uh, a group, and, and the compliance officer told me years ago when we implemented the uh, whistleblowing scheme in, in the group um, that she um, does not deal with the data protection uh, issue as a burden of the company. Uh, she, she understands it as kind of insurance. She invests in compliance with data protection law uh, 
similar to paying uh, in, in insurance um, uh, fees in order um, uh, to, uh, to, to have a safe uh, environment. And in the best case, you never need your insurance policy. And in the best case, it was her understanding, you never have a data protection issue, but you have um, a very good documentation and organization uh, which um, uh, protects the rights of your data subjects or for employees and customers. And, and um, considering these two um, uh, groups of companies, um, it's for with the GDPR, also my advice under the GDPR um, uh, is, 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 is different. Um, I, I try to, to uh, explain to the clients who, to see or who recognize the GDPR uh, topics as a burden um, that it does not, um, that it's not, um, um, uh, does not make sense um, uh, to just um, have a, a documentation. Um, you have to live with um, uh, uh, this um, uh, processing activities. You have to, to, to live with this balanced um, uh, situation between the company um, and uh, your um, uh, employees and customers. And, and so I try to, to, to um, emphasize the awareness uh, in, in, in companies, um, make a lot of workshops in order to, 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 to help them, um, first of all, to change their mindset and, and to, to regard um, data protection law as, as part um, um, of their strategy um, uh, to be a, a compliant um, um, company. And uh, the, the work or my advice uh, with companies who have always um, uh, regarded data protection law in a very um, extensive way and, and always tried to be compliant with data protection issues is, is, is different. Um, uh, and here um, we have often the situation, even if we come to questions like, shall we transfer data um, uh, to, to, to any uh, providers outside um, um, of, of Europe, um, um, that we um, have um, at the end the situation that we are, or the, the client is very, very good documented, which um, our thoughts um, he has um, um, uh, created about these processing activities, um, how he weighed the advantages and disadvantages, the risks, how he, which, which measures were implemented. So very, very um, uh, a comprehensive documentation about um, um, the, the intended uh, data transfer. Um, uh, but um, many companies at the end have to take the risk um, uh, that, um, for example, um, Privacy Shield 2, 3, or whatever, uh, will never come into force. Uh, and you always um, have the risk um, um, that, again, we have the situation um, that um, the data transfer outside of um, uh, Europe will be illegal one day. Um, but, but this is a risk um, uh, which 
um, many companies um, um, uh, take um, uh, because they say we don't have um, uh, another um, uh, chance um, um, to to have an economic um, a business operation. Um, one um, uh, um, issue I have to mention when I'm talking about um, implementing of processing activities in companies who really try to be compliant with the GDPR. Um, when I think about all uh, the questions in connection with um, processing activities that have um, um, connections uh, to the United States or any other uh, country that is uh, not in the uh, European Union, uh, we often have the situation that um, we can argue from a legal perspective that um, uh, it, it is compliant with the GDPR. We have standard contractual clauses. We have um, uh, made our inspections of the technical and, and organizational measures. Um, uh, we follow the recommendations by the uh, EDPP. Um, um, but you have then uh, uh, the works council in, in many um, uh, companies um, who um, uh, hinders um, uh, the implementation of such processing activities. This is also one in, in interesting um, uh, thing I can um, uh, have uh, recognized over the, the last five years uh, and which frustrates uh, many companies that even if they do their homework uh, seriously, um, uh, at the end, they cannot enter into a shop agreement um, uh, because the works council with uh, not with legal arguments uh, but with a very emotional um, uh, uh, from a very emotional perspective um, um, uh, interrupts such um, uh, processing activities and and the um, transfer to the United States or any um, oper uh, operations which use uh, new technologies um, are uh, a kind of, of red flag uh, in, in, the, um, in many works councils of companies. Um, this is also one thing um, I can tell you from, from the daily practice. Um, back to the uh, questions. Um, uh, in, I, I think um, uh, the, the the chance, the only chance uh, uh, for for uh, European uh, uh, companies um, to to be fully compliant with GDPR um, uh, can and 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 not in the not uh, um, have the 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 risks that they are um, uh, dependent from this big tax in in the United States. Um, is that the, the, the regulators of the, the member states or uh, also in Brussels find a solution how to enforce already existing um, uh, a law um, uh, in, 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 in such um, uh, uh, countries and, and, and companies. As we have seen, um, the huge fines uh, which are imposed on Amazon and uh, whatever uh, um, um, big tech company um, are, are not uh, the way how to 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 um, not the way how to to make them more compliant with European law. Um, perhaps a solution could be as already uh, discussed 
as I can remember, uh, in the year 2010, when the European Commission um, issued uh, this digital agenda, um, that we have a more um, a soft law in, in which, uh, so, so we bring all the important uh, companies together and, and try to find uh, uh, not a regular regulations, not the legal, uh, not from a uh, perspective um, of a legislator, but from a co contract law perspective um, to um, uh, enable um, a legal transfer to data outside of Europe. Um, this was um, an uh, intention uh, years ago with the cloud computing providers and as I know is still ongoing um, with this Gaia X uh, project. Um, uh, so um, this could be an idea uh, or a solution um, better than just uh, um, high fines, um, uh, very huge fines from uh, where we know that um, uh, this uh, or they have no uh, um, great influence um, on big techs in, in the United States. Yeah, just two remarks on this and then a question from the audience. Uh, the first remark is, no, three remarks actually. I can, mm -hmm. I can completely um, support your statement that uh, the implementation of a US-based software into larger businesses can take years because the workers' councils raise op raises all kinds of um, of uh, concerns about that. So, Office 365 can be a real challenge in an organization still in 2023. So that I completely agree with you on that. Second, about the uh, the issue now with um, how to regulate non-European companies. Um, in in a more prospective way, I think one of the things that we really see at the moment is is when you look into what's happening with ChatGPT and OpenAI and or everything in that domain, the problem that European regulators have in this domain is the moment they wake up, everything is already done, right? So the uh, I I mean we, we can easily discuss now whether ChatGPT and OpenAI is compliant with uh, with G and in how far it could ever be compliant with GDPR. At the same time, there are hundreds of millions of people using this on a daily basis, also within Europe, and I I do have my doubts that this will change just because mm -hmm. a regulator will state that uh, this might not be in line and we are losing an immense amount of data and also an immense amount of uh, of business opportunities here simply by the power of economics and third um as you as you certainly know when this 1.2 billion uh, meta fine was published last week the the reaction of the market was an increase of the share price of of meta instead of 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 uh, of a fall right so i mean this is this is not really uh, this is probably the most evident example of not really being too too efficient on this so uh, full support from my side and the question from the audience how, how do you think market power impacts small and medium-sized enterprises ability to make their business processes compliant yeah so simply talk to microsoft if you have an issue here right so that's the idea and it's a it's an idea that was very prominently raised by the commission at the beginning when gpr was published. So what is your day-to-day -day experience with this? Is this really something that works, that you simply ask companies such as Microsoft or Google to comply with European laws, otherwise you will not buy their products? Does that help? Does that work? 
Um, I, I don't think that, um, or I don't have the impression that the European companies um, want to, to um, uh, terminate their contracts uh, with uh, such big companies um, because they have the, the, the resources and, and the better structure. Um, and until we don't have uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, comp the competitors in Europe, uh, which offer um, identical services with uh, similar power, um, I don't think there are companies in Europe that decide to change um, uh, their providers. So um, uh, we have the first um, uh, step to improve um, the European um, market to, to, to improve um, and, and, and support our um, service providers um, uh, to uh, establish uh, the, the, the um, servers and, and, and we need the, 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 the data in, in, in Europe, the, the possibility um, of European uh, companies to, to have a similar structure than uh, US companies have. Th then there is a chance that uh, um, uh, controllers in, in, in Europe will change their service providers. And, and this was the intention, 2010, um, I'm, I'm sure I remember correct, um, that we not only have a, a legal uh, um, framework, um, for uh, such um, 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 uh, providers, but we try um, to improve the, the, the um, innovation and the, the companies um, uh, that deal with such services in Europe. Um, this uh, um, European cloud, I'm sure you have heard about it, um, was one of um, uh, these um, 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 projects, um, as I know, uh, not not that uh, successful, but but this uh, should be the um, the aim, I would say, and and we also, but but all the 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 legal acts we now have have bring the situation that providers in Europe will not. Um, stay in Europe. They will try to move to other countries where the legal situation is a better uh, and easier. And so we lose the power uh, in Europe. We, we can see it uh, in the, uh, with the uh, proposal of the AI Act that even if we have uh, very, very good um, uh, scientists and, 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 and engineers in Europe, startups in Europe that deal with AI systems that have developed and created AI systems, they are now thinking about moving to our other countries where uh, we don't have this um, um, uh, legal um, uh, situation. Um, and so, um, first of all, we have to make our market stronger uh, before we think about uh, under which circumstances can uh, European controllers um, terminate uh, their um, uh, agreements with, with uh, third party uh, um, providers.
Yeah. This brings me, Sonia, very easily to the other part of this conversation, which is the next attempt, the next big attempt of the uh, European legislator to regulate non-European companies, which is the Digital Services Act and the Digital Markets Act, and possibly in the near future also the AI Act, although it's less visible there that the main target are main, main non-European platforms. That's quite clear when it comes to DSA and DMA. So explicitly, even in the list of companies that are now uh, identified as very large online service providers there 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 is i don't think that there is a single european one in there if, if i remember correctly so it's mainly or exclusively non-european companies so two questions on this uh, again from your daily experience does that have any impact uh, as it stands at the moment on on the business models of your clients and if so in how far do you need to do some consultancy work here and if, if so into which direction and second question again more strategically fundamentally is this the right approach from your point of view uh, for a European strategy um, so actually we just um, um, try to to support the clients with um, uh, finding out uh, if they are um, uh, subject to to the DSA or DMA. Uh, so the, 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 the important uh, um, questions are, is um, do I have as a um, um, provider um, of, of services under the DSA or DMA, do I have to, to um, modify the, the website, the terms and conditions that are used and, and the um, information I provide? Do I have to, to make the algorithm used on the, the platforms um, make more transparent? So this is actually uh, the the question by uh, from from my clients um, is this um, act relevant for us? Uh, so we're actually not um, advising in what uh, influence does this act have to me as user of such service? Um, this is a, a question, um, and and uh, we have very often uh, the situation that um, accounts are, are um, um, suspended by uh, platform providers, for example. So we have um, uh, the situation that we have to, to um, request um, platform providers, uh, Meta, uh, uh, Instagram and, and so, so uh, Facebook, um, all the, the great platform provider, the, the big platform providers, um, will send letters to them and ask them for for explanation about how um, uh, why they have uh, suspended the, the accounts and to open it, reopen it again, considering that there has never been the chance to to give um uh, opinion uh, or that we have not been informed about um the 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 facts that led to this uh, suspension of the accounts um so we have the the all of these questions but actually not dealing um um under the dsa or dma with it um uh, so now we are um really um 
one side really happy about uh, because so we, we have now a, a representative uh, in, in, in Europe to whom we can write um, uh, such letters uh, and, and uh, procedures uh, will be implemented one day, we hope so, um, that make it more transparent for, for clients in Europe um, how uh, under which uh, circumstances um, their accounts can be closed uh, and and uh, yeah so this this is um, um, actually the the main uh, issue under the DSA or DMA I would say that we have to to uh, evaluate if if um, companies are uh, obliged to to make any changes on their website or if they are um, service providers under the DSA or gatekeepers under the DMA, um, I don't have <laughs> so, yeah. so much clients. Yeah. Okay. But well, you okay. have the I question, mean, and so it's, yeah. it makes uh, really uh, um, um, uh, clients are afraid of, of these acts. Yeah, They are thinking about it, yes. Yeah, so I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm asking you, because I know that the, your clients are mainly Austrian slash European companies, so they are they are on the other side, right? And and my question, therefore, right to you, is the question whether you think that or whether you perceive that any of this uh, DSA slash DMA uh, endeavor undertaken by the Commission has changed or the legislator has changed anything when it comes to the day-to-day -day experience of your clients in dealing, for example, with um, um, an account suspension. So as, you, as you're telling me, this is happening quite frequently. Uh, but perhaps you could describe a little bit more in detail how such a case typically looks like um, and in how far the situation has changed now. So whether there is some positive momentum in this. Um, so you... Uh, but the you you have to to um, uh, write the the letter uh, in which you ask we first of all ask uh, for for the explanation and 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 for um, a, a deadline in which we are able to 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 um, answer uh, to the to the um, uh, um, facts that have been provided to the um, uh, platform operators. Um, and this letter, uh, the problem is that you don't have a person to whom you can send this letter. There are um, already implemented uh, um, the uh, functions uh, on the um, uh, platforms um, where you can upload your uh, request to a support team. And um, uh, this is uh, 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 the link which is used um, by the owner of the account. So we as lawyer don't have access to, to this um, um, link. So the client sends his own letter, uh, which was uh, written by us uh, and, and tries to receive an answer. And in parallel, we send uh, the letter um, to... Um, the, the company uh, in whatever country uh, in order to receive an answer. Uh, so this is uh, um, really the first step. And uh, in, 
you you don't uh, you you receive an answer, but the answer is uh, we are not uh, um, this is not our task um, or we are not the competent person. Um, so um, in fact, um, very many uh, um, uh, fees have been paid just for. Um, sending this letter, finding uh, a, a link, uh, finding uh, an address to, to, to which we could send this letter and then uh, receiving very prompt uh, an answer um, um, that this is um, not um, mm -hmm. um, uh, relevant. So um, uh, I hope that um, this will now change, um, but um, during the last month, um, we did not have this experience. Um, but but I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to, to, to uh, new developments uh, uh, on, in this area. And, uh, but, but, but I perhaps also want to add uh, regarding um, what I think about this um, DSA and DMA and what seems to me, seems for me, very important is not only um, uh, the question how we we can uh, enforce it um, uh, as as uh, lawyers or for our clients. It's also very important for me um, how it is enforced by authorities, uh, and 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 this is um, for me uh, personally the the greater problem. Uh, I see um, that the the uh, structure which was which is introduced by the DSA and DMA um, uh, is not uh, very very um, does not is, is very complex and and I don't think um, it will help us um, uh, to to effectively um, enforce um, the DSA and DMA it needs uh, the local authority um, and uh, so you will have the situation that like we now have with the GDPR that all the member states have um, uh, different um, uh, authorities and and with different manpower with different resources and and so there is no uh, court practice um, or, or administrative practice uh, Brought all the the uh, member states, and and this for me is is uh, I um, um, have the impression that this could is the the biggest problem um, the enforcement of the DSA and the DMA um, similar to the GDPR. So the the clients have to pay for for the, for for this that we try to enforce it, and and so um, this is only uh, the the other side um, um, of my job but on the other hand I, I also um, see it as my my um, obligation to to think about um, how um, this um, is is enforced by authorities and and um, what what the sense behind is uh, um, such mm -hmm. um, acts and and this is um, what I cannot recognize with the DSA and the DMA similar to the GDPR.
Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is even further intensified by the fact that it's not just DSA and DMA bringing new authorities, but every single of those new acts brings a new authority. Also the AI Act, the Data Act, the NIST 2 directive, which is in my view also very important. We haven't talked about yes. that yet because I think that that also has quite some impact on on your daily business practice on Austrian mm -hmm. companies, mm -hmm. all of these coming with new uh, new authorities, and then you need to multiply this with twenty seven, and you end up yes. in in a huge uh, set of different stakeholders of whom you have never heard of, and who suddenly might might have different views on this. Um, and um, again, my question is: How are you dealing with this on a daily basis? Are you telling your clients, listen? It might be that there is another authority just around the corner being in charge of this as well. And, and, or, or are you more precise on this or how, how can one do this? And again, the strategic question then would be, is this an appropriate approach in your view? Mm. Um, I, I, I try to, to, to explain um, a little bit similar to, to what I've um, uh, learned from from uh, the, the client I've already mentioned who, who compared the uh, compliance data of with data protection law with the, the insurance policy um, that it makes sense uh, to implement all the uh, um, policies and, and 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 information documents and uh, what audits and whatever uh, is is required under all uh, these uh, directives, regulations, and and uh, implementing laws um, on a local um, um, uh, level, um, uh, because then you're a company which is fully compliant. You can uh, also use it as as kind of advertising tool. Um, so it makes sense. Um, and on the other hand. Um, I try to um, explain that uh, uh, the authorities uh, in, in Austria um, um, are very new. Uh, they, in often, much case, uh, often, often they don't have the, the, the knowledge and the know-how. Um, they learn it with um, the years, but at the beginning they don't have uh, the necessary know-how. They are often from, from other authorities, they move from other authorities. Um, uh, this is what we also know from, from, from uh, the GDPR. Um, but um, uh, this is a, a situation we have to face with, but we should not um, or try to, to explain that we should not be frustrated by this situation, that you have the authorities uh, that have not the necessary resources, not the manpower, and perhaps also not the know-how. Um, so you just have to focus. That's also why I don't like this um, uh, scaremongering with the high, huge fines. Um, it should not be the focus um, to, to avoid fines. Mm -hmm. So um, in Austria, it should not. this should not be the focus for, for my clients. The focus should be uh, to be compliant, uh, uh, and to do the best uh, uh, with um, to to implement uh, everything that is required under uh, these different acts. Um, and to the another question, um, I, I don't think um, uh, that 
all these uh, regulations um, make sense. Um, even uh, if you read them in detail, you can recognize that a, a lot of um, topics that are raised in the DSA, the DMA, uh, the AI Act um, have already been um, uh, raised in the GDPR or, or, or other um, uh, legal regulations. So um, uh, it's it's not very it's it's really very complex, and it starts beginning more complex with with each day uh, to find out which act is relevant for a company, what is the 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 lex specialis, uh, which law has been um, or must be um, um, applied by by which company, and and this is not um, or for us as lawyer, uh, this should not be. Um, uh, a question behind um, uh, our um, um, acts, um, if we have to apply it or not, it must be clear. Uh, uh, um, legal provisions have to be clear and, and uh, the companies um, must be able to easily find out if they have to adhere to a certain act or not. And only if such acts then are also enforced by authorities, um, um, it makes really sense. And so actually we have the situation that we had a, have a lot of great ideas, legal frameworks, um, uh, countries outside of Europe look to Europe and, 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 and um, await what happens um, um, after we have implemented all these acts, um, um, but, but uh, I, I don't think this is a situation um, uh, which is uh, very um, uh, amazing. And, and, and so um, I'm, I'm not a friend of all these new acts we're mm. now facing. Sonia, if I may, slowly coming to an end, I have one very fundamental question, which is also important in particular for the students listening to this, which is uh, how to deal with this flood of new laws and with this flood of new requests coming as a lawyer. So how do you how do you manage to stay up to date with all this? Because, uh, you know, something is released today and tomorrow clients start asking you what, what the impact of this might be. So how are you dealing with this? And and second question coming on out, out of this is, how would you recommend students to start to enter the domain in this area? What should they do in order to be prepared for becoming the IT or IP lawyer of 2020, 40 mm -hmm. uh, that is leading in the domain? What would be your strategy? Um, first of all, I am um, a very traditional lawyer. I have not um, uh, changed my way to make the research. I uh, really uh, try to um, every day you have to start uh, with um, uh, um, reading a, a newspaper or really read a newspaper uh, and uh, but also uh, uh, online uh, uh, media uh, for, for sure and to find out what has uh, uh, been done over the last uh, 12 hours. Um, this is a task uh, which cannot be substituted uh, um, and, and has to be done by a lawyer uh, because we have to know uh, the youngest decisions, uh, we have to know the, the youngest developments uh, um, uh, with European and Austrian legislator. But um, 
I, I know uh, that this is uh, not a, an easy task. And uh, so we, I have uh, um, uh, uh, students and, and, and associates uh, uh, who um, really um, uh, support me with, with this task, but um, it, it has been done um, uh, regularly. And, and this is, is the, the, the very important uh, difference, I would say, to other um, uh, legal areas that um, IT law um, changes very, very, very quick. Um, this makes it very important and and uh, and, and, and very um, uh, interesting. Um, if you love all this research work, this um, uh, um, tool of a lawyer to find out what are what is the legal situation, how changes uh, legal situation, and and what is the 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 um, the situation now and how could it be tomorrow and how was it yesterday so very really very uh, uh, traditional um, uh, instruments you need um, for um, uh, solving um, um, the uh, legal problems uh, we have um, and um, uh, regarding um, uh, the question how to, to um, become or how to find this way to become uh, an, an IT lawyer. Um, I think it's very important um, to have, um, to be interested in these um, uh, technical questions, not only from a legal perspective, um, but really also from, from a technical perspective. Um, and and you, um, it's necessary that you like to read um, publications, for example, that has been uh, written by uh, technicians and engineers. Um, so um, uh, you should also be able to understand uh, this zero one um, uh, principle, uh, and 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 not only to be able to read um, the the uh, paragraphs of of the uh, Data Protection Act, the E-Commerce Act, or or whatever um, um, IT relevant law. Um, it, it is always the same. It was um, a similar 20 years ago, and it's uh, actually um, um, the same situation that we have to discuss the projects at the beginning with the technicians and engineers of our clients. Um, we must be able to understand um, what the technical problem is um, and, and to discuss with them really very, very um, uh, um, um, interesting topics, but they're not legal. And, and you then have to subsume them under the relevant uh, legal situation and to, to be able to prepare the contract. So um, it's, it's um, a very, very interesting work and I will never... I wanted never do anything else, and and I will never uh, deal with any other matter. Um, but uh, it's it's very intensive, um, and 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 needs this um, this um, ability to deal not only with with one legal question. Um, it's very important that you um, also love technical questions, that you also deal with different legal acts. Uh, and that you love all this research work we have to do as lawyers. And um, and please don't only work with Google or ChatGPT. Um, I'm sure um, that they are not able um, currently, uh, perhaps in the future, but currently not able uh, to, to, to subsume 
um, um, uh, the facts under the the, the relevant um, legal um, acts. Mm-hmm. So let's see whether this is going to change, right? So, yes, <laughs> perhaps. That um, uh, will be one of the interesting questions in the next month, perhaps. I don't think that it will be years. It's more months. I think that this question will be need to be answered. Sonia, so thank you so much for your time. Um, I think we, we, we had a very great uh, opportunity here to look behind the curtain of, of your daily practice and also to understand how fundamentally uh, you assess these developments. I'm very happy to tell you that probably students will agree with me that a lot of what you're telling us is quite similar to what I'm telling them uh, from an academic perspective. So we are quite close here. Um, And that's also very good news for me because that means that I'm not completely outside uh, any any reasonable thinking about this. Um, Thank you so much for this. Um, I I really appreciated this. I do hope that we stay in touch. Uh, You and me, I'm quite sure that we will, but also the students uh, hopefully will have the opportunity to stay in touch. With both of us, um, I, I would like to close this, but not without giving you the opportunity to raise a last topic or mention something which should have been mentioned here if there's anything that you would like to add. Otherwise, I will simply say goodbye to everyone. Is there anything left? I just uh, want to, to to thank you again for this chance to, to share my thoughts with you. I'm really happy that also from an academic view, uh, um, uh, these issues are, are dealt similarly. And I want uh, uh, to, to really um, ask all the students uh, to, to, to think about um, dealing more with IT law aspects and, and uh, try to find um, their way to deal with these questions um, in their profession in the future. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I'm sure the students will have heard that message and I wish you a wonderful evening, all of you. Stay healthy and stay connected. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.